Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Cliff Duvenois, your host. And today we are talking to the president-elect, soon to be president, but the president-elect of the Michigan Snowmobile and ORV Association. That would be John Newman. John, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me, Cliff. Great. Thanks for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up? Well, I grew up in the little town of South Lyon, about 20 minutes north. I went to South Lyon schools, graduated from there, went to the police academy and got certified, got a degree in criminal justice and started on my career. Excellent. And I, I got to ask the question, what what got you into snowmobiling in the first place? Well, when I was very young, I was about three, my father brought home a 1972-92, and where we lived was quite rural, so, you know, we could ride it just about anywhere back in the early 70s, and my dad's John Newman Jr., and uh, his brother Bill Newman lived pretty close to us, and he also bought a couple snowmobiles at the same time, and actually started working for a dealership and was selling Suzuki's and snow jets back in the 70s. And my dad did construction uh, concrete work for a small company in South Lyon and was laid off in the winter. So a lot of times we drive over from our house to my uncle's house and then from my uncle's house over to my grandfather, John Newman Sr.'s house. He had a large farm and the, the adults would let the kids kind of ride around in the you know little area where they could keep an eye on us and sit and talk and usually split firewood for the house or do some chores around the farm while we played a little bit when we were young. So it's kind of some of my uh, greatest memories are snowmobiling with my dad. Uh, excellent. And I almost think it's a requirement in Michigan that if you're going to grow up here, you got to get some exposure to snowmobiling. Well, I, I think it kind of goes along with, you know, boating. And every time you talk to boaters, they say how fast the summer goes. And then a lot of people talk about how slow the winter goes. Well, if you don't have a wintertime activity that you are enthusiastic about it, it, it seems like it take for, takes forever. Now, if you were a snowmobiler or a skier or, you know, cross country, something along those lines, you'd realize how fast the winter can go when there's something out there that you enjoy in it. Yeah, that's excellent. Absolutely love that. So talk to us a little bit about the, the, the origin of the Michigan Snowmobile Association. What, is, what was its purpose? I, you know, who, who decided to, to put this organization together? For that, we'd have to go back to about 40 years when, you know, snowmobiling was uh, in its early years. And uh, there were three main associations in the state of Michigan. There was the Michigan Association of Recreational Snowmobilers, which was MARS. There was the Michigan International Snowmobile Association. And there was the Upper Peninsula Snowmobile Association. M-U-P-S-A. They all kind of had their own thing. They all had different ideas, you know, and it was difficult for the DNR at the time to figure out where to where to put their efforts. So they asked that one association be chosen because of the Michigan Upper Peninsula Snowmobile Association obviously was geared towards the Upper Peninsula where most of the snow is, whereas the uh, Michigan International Association is, is was more for where snowmobiles race and do RD, or, you know, recreation and design, where they or research and development, where they figure out, you know, how to make things work better. And Mars was basically for the populated areas where people, more of the snowmobilers live because most, a lot of the registered snowmobiles obviously are, are, are closer to your main, you know, 
hubs, Detroit, that kind of thing. So the DNR wanted one person to kind of, one group to kind of give them guidance on how to do things. So in uh, June of 82, I say it was incorporated in September, um, it started taking membership. In January of 83, uh, MISA and Mars agreed to transfer all their stuff into the MSA. In February, we February of '83, we held our first general membership meeting with 232 members in the group. And then in March of '83, the Michigan Upper Peninsula Snowmobile Association joined. So all three of them were now under one umbrella. Wow, very nice. And how did you get involved with uh, the association? Well, for a few years, I, I went and established my career. I've spent 30 years in law enforcement as a police officer. And, you know, through that, I was actually able to get a good job and time to buy my own snowmobile. So in 94, I went out and bought me a, a new Skidoo 670 and I got back into snowmobiling. My, my uncle had bought a cabin up in Meredith, just south of Houghton Lake. We would go up there when I was little. So once I got the new snowmobile, I was able to go back up there and start riding. Well, once I got into riding, they started doing a uh, snowmobile show in Novi. So when I was at the snowmobile show in 96, I saw a booth for the Michigan Snowmobile Association was what it was called at the time. And I looked over some information and I, and I joined and got a one-year membership and kind of joined and found out what they were about. And uh, then in 97 at the snow show, I signed up as a life member and I've been a life member of uh, my Sorva since, since 1997. Nice. Excellent. And why why did you decide to take a really an active role and well, in becoming uh, like the, the the now the president elect but you were vice president but now president elect well i i really didn't take an active role quickly because a uh, wife and three kids came along and sure thing uh, that, that complicates your free time obviously and and things you know go you know your your life becomes someone else's and that you've got three kids to get to baseball and football and lacrosse and soccer and you know whatever else is going on but i never lost my love of snowmobiling i i actually was fortunate enough to meet my wife out in the middle of lake st Clair in august when she came over and and said that the jet skis that we had there were kind of like snowmobiles on the water so my wife was a very big part of it and that uh, she loved to ride too and she was quite happy snowmobiling. She still to this day loves the snowmobile, as do my kids. So it just kind of evolved from there. And uh, then once my, my last child was born and things got more comfortable, I wanted to, to give back to the organization and to snowmobiling as a whole. So I joined, joined a small group called the Snowmatch, which was founded by one of the Michigan Snowmobile Association founding members, Jim Duke, and became a snowmobile safety instructor so i would teach kids and adults uh snowmobile safety from all over and you know the the business side of it interests me to an extent but i just didn't have the free time then in 2018 i retired from law enforcement and obviously had a little bit more free time and and got much more involved got on the board of directors learned more about what the organization was doing i ran for vice president last year and was elected vice president and this year ran for president uh, it's a lot more than people know trails just don't you know, appear. It takes a lot of work to get them there. And that is actually, because my, my next question was going to lead into what are the, 
you know, what what role does 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 the association play in snowmobiling in Michigan? Well, we're kind of multifaceted in that we have quite a few different things going. The biggest thing that we do is uh, snowmobiling is a self-funded uh, group. So in order to snowmobile every year, you have to buy a snowmobile permit. This year, it's $48. That money goes into a fund. Last year, it was a little over $10 million that was in the fund. And the Department of Natural Resources for Michigan manages the fund. So all the money goes into them. And then they dole it out to the 68 grand sponsors that are in Michigan that sign a contract with the DNR to maintain the trail. So we help facilitate any issues that are going. If there's a, a trail problem, we can step in and try to work as a mediator between the club and the DNR, try to get things solved. We do a lot of work advising the DNR on, you know, things because obviously the DNR, while they administer the program, they're not all experts on snowmobiling. Neither are we, but we as consumers of it, you know, we, we have a better idea sometimes what we need to make it, the, you know, we want the best trails in the world, hands down. We, we want to make sure that our, our trails are better than anyone else's. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It, it brings people to Michigan so you can see pure Michigan you can see all the beauty and, and a lot of the parks and, and scenic sites that you see in Michigan are open in the winter and they're beautiful when covered in a blanket of white you know they're they're, they're magnificent it's just a, a gorgeous thing to see to go to Kitchikibi or Miner's Castle or to Quaminon Falls in the winter and see what it looks like and if you go in the winter, typically you have much less of a crowd to deal with, you know, so you, you can see all these beautiful sites and go to all these beautiful places. And we just try to help make sure that everything gets taken care of. That's excellent. And, you know, you bring up a good point when you talk about the people that, you know, obviously there's a lot of people in Michigan who are really big into snowmobilings, but now you're talking about people from other states coming to Michigan to snowmobile as well. Talk to us a little bit about the the economic impact that that has on the state. Snowmobiling has has a huge economic impact in the state in that we're all user-funded, so the state doesn't spend any money but gets the benefits of, you know, while administering the $10 million program, snowmobiling generates about a billion dollars in revenue. Whoa. And, and almost 8,500 full-time year-round jobs are, are directly from the snowmobile program. And, and more importantly, out of that, of that, about 37%, so $370 million is generated yearly by out-of-state visitors that come to Pure Michigan to snowmobile because we have one of the best interconnected mark room, brush, and clean snowmobile trails around. And that's all due, our, our 68 grant sponsors, we're all volunteers. I volunteer all my time and energy into this. And we have people that, that in, in these clubs that volunteer hundreds of hours for people they've never met to make sure that trail is the best trail that it could be so that when people come to their area, they have an awesome experience. And I, and I love that. And the more I talk to, to people in Michigan, the more the word experience pops up. And, and that is such a great word. So that is impressive. A uh, billion dollars a year, and that's just from that's just from snowmobiling. We haven't even really talked about the ORV part yet. The, the the ORV part has exploded. I mean, with COVID, so many people are are looking for something new to do and experience and and get out into the outdoors. And you know, 
as snowmobilers or RVers, we've pretty much been self-distancing for a long time. So social distancing happens on a, you know, you're one person typically on a snowmobile or, you know, one or two people on a, on a quad or a couple people in a side-by-side, you're automatically socially distancing. You get out into that fresh air. And Michigan's seen a, a big resurgence, not just in ATVing and that kind of thing, but fishing licenses are up. Hunting licenses were up this year because camping was up this year because people want to be outside and and this has given us an opportunity to get people out there to explore i mean michigan has so much to offer people you know it's just a beautiful state we're very lucky for where we live and, and, and what we have and what we're able to do here yeah that that is excellent and talk to us a little bit about because you know i know this is an association and people can join the association but but really what are what are like the, the the benefits of joining the association? Well, there's several. You know, our, our, our memberships are $35 a year. That gets you a magazine. We have a website. We have some clothing. But all, all of our, you know, we're, we're over 10,000 members right now in the, in the association. And that's 10,000 volunteers. You know, all our people are volunteers. We have one paid executive director. We have a part-time office person, and that's it. And we, we do everything we do with that. When when we go do something, you know, we typically do it on our dime. We pay for everything. But what people get is you get a great trail system. You get a watchdog for not only your trails, but your money. We have a full-time legislator in Lansing. Oh, wow. Nice. So, so we, we work on, right now, we're working on several bills. We're trying to decriminalize uh, in Michigan, uh, registration violations are a misdemeanor. So you have to have a registration sticker on your snowmobile and they want it in certain spots. Well, if you put it in the wrong spot and you're written a ticket, that's a misdemeanor. And that misdemeanor could follow you around everywhere. So we're working with our legislators to try to get that changed because it's a simple mistake and it shouldn't be a misdemeanor. You know, I mean, it's just there, there's directions on there, but people make mistakes. We do a legislative ride yearly where we take legislators out and many of them have never experienced snowmobiling. So we get them out on a snowmobile and the members have paid for us to get helmets, boots, bibs, jackets, gloves, turtle furs headgear so that we can take these people out and they're comfortable and they can understand what we're about and a lot of times we'll work that legislative legislative right in with maybe a a a meeting for them with their constituents or something so they can see i mean you know the money that is put into the, the consumer spends is usually small mom and pop small businesses in michigan that right now are are struggling very hard in times restaurants bars hotels you know th- these are all it's not big chain stores or anything like, a lot of them are small businesses that support families and, and we help them do that we help them have a great year i mean you know, we, we do a short season. Uh, your snowmobile trail permit gets you access to the trails from December 1st to March 31st. So in a four-month period, we do all this. And, you know, we, we try to help work with our legislators. We try to help work with the DNR. And, and being a member helps us do those things. It gives us the ability to do that stuff. And I know that you mentioned before about uh, the trail system. So 
you know, as someone who's a little bit ignorant about this, is is the trail systems, is that all public land? No, some of it's public, some of it's private. It's a, it's a pretty unique system. And basically that was all put in because we wanted a trail system that would take us to things, you know. Right now, most of the ORV system, you just kind of ride in circles. So we want to try to get the ORV system more like the snowmobile system where you can go ride to a restaurant or a hotel or, you know, some some businesses instead of just a small loop, which is uh, what some of them have. We want to expand it, but the way the ORV system is set up, there's not a lot of legislative stuff that's taking place, like the snowmobile program, where we can cover liability insurance for a landowner if he lets the trail go through his through his land. It takes a lot of equipment. You know, we use large tractors to groom, and some of the places in the Keweenaw where they see 300, 300 400 inches of snow a year, uh, they have to have tanks, tank tracks. You know, it has to be a tracked vehicle because the snow is so deep. And in the Keweenaw, the Keweenaw Club, they groom like 200 miles. We have 6,500 miles of marked groomed interconnecting snowmobile trails in the state of Michigan. Um, you know, you can go all the way. I, I, I have many times gone across the entire UP. I know people that have gone across the lower start at the bottom and work their way all the way up to the bridge the bridge authority has a system where you can call them and they'll send a van and a trailer or a truck and a trailer depending on what you need and they'll pull you across the Mackinac bridge to the other side and then you can explore the whole up that is sweet i never even knew that existed before that's yes. cool the, the other cool thing along those lines is that you know you you've been to drummond island i hope i will say yes but no <laughs> you, can, you can take and drive your snowmobile onto a boat, the ferry, and ferry over to Drummond Island and unload. And they have snowmobile trails over there that you can ride. Oh, that would be fun. Which will, exactly, which will take you to restaurants and hotels and bars, gas stations on the island. You know, so it, it's, and in, in they're, they're a grant sponsor through the DNR. And all that stuff is, is done through the snowmobile program. But we continue to try to legislate and every day we try to make the program better every minute you know we 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 try to strive to make your experience on motorized recreation in michigan the best it can be and that's awesome and i gotta get and i just want to circle back to something here real quick because i know Mm -hmm. that we're talking about how you know a lot of a lot of small businesses right now are struggling and especially you know at the time of this recording here we are inside of this epidemic uh, order where, you know, everything's basically, you know, closed down for like restaurants and places like that. So I could just imagine that one, you know, once, you know, I know the snow is already hitting the ground in the UP, but once they really start getting some snow on the ground, you know, and you were talking before about the automatic, you know, social distancing, because everybody's on a, a snowmobile, but I, I can imagine that these businesses are just chomping at the bit for uh, snowmobile season to kick in the full gear. Oh, you, you know they are. And prep for snowmobile season for many of us is, is a year-round thing. A lot of the clubs have already gone and they have brushing and signing parties because they have a contract with the DNR to maintain that trail and make it safe. And it gets inspected by the DNR to make sure it's safe for use. So every year we have to go out there and clear all the brush away, clear all the trees away, make sure that it's wide enough for the groomer to get through because the groomers are quite large. Uh, make sure it's a safe snowmobiling experience 
There's a there's a book that the DNR puts out with the signage. You know, you have to have signs up. There's there's a requirement for so, every so many signs per mile. 250 feet before a stop sign, you have to have a stop ahead sign, um, and all of this gets done by volunteers. But you know, they start in September and October because once you know, you know how Michigan is with rifle firearm deer season. We we don't want to be out there and ruin any hunter's hunt. So we try to have everything prepped and ready before. John, why don't you share with us perhaps maybe three three little known facts or or three common misperceptions that people might have about about the association? Well, probably the one that we hear somewhat the most is that uh, we take money out of the programs. We don't. My Sorba is wholly funded by membership and by donations. We take no money out of the snowmobile or ORV program. We run on a very limited staff. We have one full-time executive director, and then we have a part-time office worker that helps her in the office. So a lot of people think that when they buy that $48 trail permit, it, it, it comes to us. It, that money goes to the DNR, and the DNR manages that fund. So it's wholly upon the DNR. We, we get If we sell you a snowmobile trail permit through the MySorba office, we get 75, I'm sorry, seven, 47 cents as the retail agent and a dollar as the selling agent. Every agent that sells that permit gets a dollar, whether it's a Myers or a Dunham's or anyone. And that's a, we sell the pre-printed permits. So we, we don't take money out. We don't write grants to the program to get our expenses covered. When we go to a meeting or we have a hotel thing, we all pay our own way our own gas. We have a meal at our at our meetings. We pay for the meal. The, the association doesn't pay for the meal. Our executive board basically pays their own expenses except the executive director who's a full-time employee. Uh, other than that, we want as much money to go to that snowmobile fund as we can because we want the best trails we can have. Certainly. And that's, that's really good that basically all the money that the people put in uh, goes right back into the trail system. That, that, that's the goal. The DNR has some administrative fees, but we try to, and, and we keep track of the fund to make sure that, you know, where of all the money is going and that it's being spent wisely. And then, and then another big misconception, I, I don't think it's really a misconception, but, you know, snowmobilers last year that we have the estimates for raised well over $600,000 for charities in Michigan. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and, and we, we have several large charities. For years, we sponsored the Easter Seals for Women Only Ride. Easter Seals helps people with disabilities lead better lives. Um, we're no longer the main sponsor for that one because money got tight and we had to step down from that one. If you're familiar with the Wirtz Warriors, the Wirtz Warriors do a, does an annual snowmobile run to raise money, and, and they basically pay for every winter special Olympian to go do the uh, Special Olympics in the winter every year. And, and all that money has been raised by those snowmobilers to do that. Nice, nice. And what's the third little, what's the third misconception? Well, the third misconception is that, you know, we, we all get paid and all our expenses get covered. So I kind of covered that all in one. You know, we, we don't have a, a big staff. We don't have a lot of people. We, we you know, we're, we're small and lean and mean, and we just try to do what we can with what we have. You know, it would be nice if we had a bigger budget, like, you know, many years ago before the recession hit and the manufacturers gave gave things and we could get, you know, 
we had more money to work with. We don't have that now, and we've just adjusted. Our our treasurer, Mark Pranker, our, our executive director, Karen Middeldorf, have done a great job um, cutting costs wherever we could to try to keep us in the red a little bit so we don't have to struggle like we have at times. So it's it's everybody thinks we're flush with money. We're not. We are not. We we run on a on a really tight budget. And, and memberships, you know, obviously would help us. The more members we have, the more money's there, the more work we can do. So, you know, we we hope that the ATV community comes in. We have gotten many of them. Um, we've gotten support from some of them. And a lot of what used to be traditional snowmobile clubs have gone over to dual purpose clubs and have, have joined in and, you know, now do both snow and dirt or snow and sand, however you want to look at it. So it's a growing uh, market. Nice. Excellent. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, maybe, you know, let's just say that, that somebody is listening to this and they're like, you know what, I, I would like to get in there. I would like to, you know, go for a snowmobile, get on one of these trails or whatever it is, you know, what would be the best way for them to get started? Well, that, that is an ex- absolutely excellent question because for 10 years we've been working in conjunction with the DNR and the legislation to try to get a free snowmobiling weekend like you see with fishing and stuff. And this year it will happen. We're, we're tentatively set for the last weekend in January to be a free snowmobile weekend where anybody can go out there. You don't need a trail permit and you can ride the trails and check them out. The other thing is there's there's many small mom and pop businesses that rent snowmobiles. So if you want to say go up and rent one for a day or a weekend, you could go up there and rent a snowmobile for the weekend and try it out. See if it's for you. See if you like it. They'll also supply you with all the clothing that you need, bibs, jackets, gloves, helmets, whatever you don't have, they can rent you. So you know, you get a chance and, and they're going to put you on a newer machine, you know, great technology. The, the, the technology in the snowmobile ORV industry has exploded in recent years. The, the way that they build these engines, they're so clean burning now, even the two strokes. It's not like the old days where you just saw, you know, a puff of smoke and people yes. were up. You know, they're, they're, they're clean burning snowmobiles. You can start them in your office and let them run all day. And you don't have any issues with carbon monoxide, nothing, because of the way the motor's designed and all the computer systems that they put in them. You know, we also have a big push on four-stroke motors, which meets, I think they're up to 20, 20, 26 emission standards on many snowmobiles. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the new cost of snowmobiles probably around 8000 So for a couple hundred bucks, you can get on a snowmobile, go out, and, and everywhere around, there's, you know, all of our trails are marked. So you know which trail you're on. They have numbers on them. When you get to intersections, they'll tell you destinations. You know, what city, town, a lot of them will tell you, you know, what's available, gas, lodging, food. You know, and, and you can go. I, I've, I've snowmobiled in a week from St. Ignis over to Drummond Island and stayed a night. Ridden from Drummond Island up to Paradise, stayed a night. Paradise over to Big Bay and stayed a night. Big Bay up to Copper Harbor and stayed the night. Copper Harbor over to uh, Silver City, Lake of the Clouds, and stay tonight, and then come back. That's something that you can do because of our trail system, because of all of our volunteers and how hard they've worked. Many of them may not ever know you, but they've put in so much time to make sure your enjoyment is at its highest level it can be. Man, that is absolutely excellent. And uh, if, if people wanted to, you know, somebody's listening to this podcast, 
you know, if they're thinking that they want to join uh, the association or, you know, check out uh, some of the resources that you mentioned earlier. And, and, and you know, I, don't talk, I know you talk about trails, but like, you know, trail maps, whatever that might be. What would be a good place for them to, to go to get that information? Well, ob- obviously, my Sorba, we have our, we have our website. Uh, it's msasnow.org. We actually just launched it and updated a new site on Friday. And it explains, it gives you a lot of information. Uh, you can check our meeting minutes. You can check our magazine. Now now we have, uh, we kind of switched because about two years ago, we went from Michigan Snowmobile Association to the Michigan Snowmobile and Off-Road Association and included ATVs in our representation. So our magazine now is is basically two episodes are dirt, two episodes are snow, and two episodes are a little bit of both. So we kind of cover both, both sports. You know, we, we can give you not only information on snowmobiling, but on ORVing. The DNR also has an excellent website, uh, michigandnr.org, that you can go on to. And they, they cover, you know, they have all aspects, whether it's snowmobiling, ORVing, ATVing. Very good site to give you kind of updates. You could check your area for a local club. We have well over 200 clubs in the in Michigan. Some of them are grooming clubs, like you know our 68 grand sponsors are typically all clubs, and some of them are just social clubs where you can get together with other people and ride. Well, <clears throat> normally there are, although we put on there there's snowmobile safety classes, and when you get on the DNR website, there's actually a section in there that'll teach you that'll show you where classes are, and it's by county because they're put on in, in every county in Michigan. There's usually a snowmobile safety class. A lot of times the snowmobile club in the area will hold one class. The club that I belong to, the Snowmads, we typically do one in Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb County. The big issue this year is that with the COVID, the governor has shut down the DNR's safety program for in-person learning. They still offer online learning through their site, okay. but there's no in-person learning this year. They did do some hunting stuff late but they have not allowed ORV or snowmobile classes as of yet this year. I just want to thank you for, for taking the time to, uh, to be on the podcast today. Oh, that's, that's, that's not a problem. Uh, anybody that has any questions, they can go on to our website, uh, msasnow.org, and answer or ask any questions, and we will we'll kind of give them an answer. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, then subscribe to our email newsletter. When you subscribe, you'll get new episode announcements, You'll get all kinds of great behind the scenes information on upcoming guests. Plus, you'll receive special offers from our guests and partners that you can only get through the email newsletter. Subscribing is quick, easy, and best of all, it is free. Just go to callofleadership.com email, type in your email address, and you're done. Once again, that's callofleadership.com email. I'll catch you in the next episode.